Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,774. March is Women's Month, of course, here on Cars Yeah, and we are celebrating women in the automotive sector with 23 inspiring automotive enthusiasts throughout the month. These are women who are shifting the conversation, and who better to talk with than the great Lynn St. James? Buckle up. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, very with a very special Returning guest, she's going to be a three-peater here on Cars yeah. Very rare indeed, the great, iconic Lynn St. James. Lynn, welcome back to Cars yeah. Are you ready to put it in gear and release the clutch? Absolutely, Mark. Something you are always ready to do. Now, before I give you a new introduction here, maybe there's one little thing, and I'm not sure what on earth it could be because you're such a public figure, one little thing that most people don't know about you. Hmm. Well, I mean, some people probably do know, but I think that the most delightful thing that's happened to me in the last few years is I've become a grandmother. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Wow. It is awesome. And so it's not something that, you know, unless you're really, really, really close friends with me yeah. that you would know, but, um, and I'm, I'm absolutely just enjoying it immensely. Now, this is your first, obviously? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And actually this year I will have a, a second grand child it'll be a little boy so i have a little girl and then i have a little boy coming in may so um so i'm i'm in that camp now of people that want to talk about their grandkids all the time (laughs) well i'll tell you a little secret i'm going to be a grandpa this year too oh yes it'll change your life for sure well no doubt first time for me something i'm not mentioned here so uh yeah that's a very new exciting thing for jill and i we can't wait now here's the only challenge my daughter told me when she announced this, Dad, I'm really sorry, but the baby's due in the middle of August. Well, we all know what happens in the middle of August, right? Yeah, a few, few big things. Yeah, a few things, big things happening in that month. Well, yeah. my, my grandson is due in May. You know, oh. my sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, we've got Amelia coming. Well, well, and Indy, Indianapolis 500. Oh, well, I mean. oh, yeah, that little event. Sorry, forgot about that one, too. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, uh, well, we'll we'll celebrate together. Congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you, you. You as well. Now, do you go by, this is a big thing we're trying to figure out. What do we get called? Do you go by grandmother, grandma, granny, grands? Uh, do you have? Well, you know, I played around with that before she was born, before Marley was born. And everybody would ask me that. And I was like researching different names <laughs> and all that. But, and what I've learned is exactly what somebody told me, which is they will decide what they're going to call you. So I'm Bama. Bama. That's a cool one. I like Bama. Yeah. Bama. Bama. I love it. Bama. There you go. Let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into a little bit more of your life here. Lynn St. James is named one of the top 100 female athletes of the century by Sports Illustrated. She set 21 national and international speed records and competed in the Indianapolis 500, that little event in May we talked about, taking Rookie of the Year honors in 1992. She competed in 15 IndyCar races, seven Indy 500s, twice at the 
24-hour Le Mans with victories at the IMSA series at Watkins Glen, Road America Daytona, and Sebring. She continues to race in vintage events and is an advocate for women in racing and automotive fields. Lynn is a noted speaker. She's a board member of the Automobile Competition Committee of the United States, known as the ACCUS, and recipient of the Guiding Women in Sports Award and Office Depot Visionary Sportswoman of the year, she is also going to be the honoree at this year's Amelia Island Concord Day Elegance. Congratulations. We'll be back in just a minute to talk more with Lynn. But first, a word from our sponsor. So keep your seatbelt on. We are with the great Lynn St. James. Here we go. Our pets are part of the family, but they can be very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Do you have a pet in your household that loves to go for rides? Covercraft offers a wide variety of solutions to protect your vehicle's interior from Fido's rough treatment. Canine cargo area covers are padded for comfort and provide door-to-door protection. Pet pads have built-in features and keep cargo areas and your seats protected. Covercraft's quality pet solutions cover cargo areas, bucket or bench seats, and protect from damaging claws, pet fur and hair, mud, moisture, and drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's interior surfaces. Choose from a variety of styles and covers for almost every vehicle made. And I've got a deal for you. Cars Yeah listeners are going to get 10% off if you use the code YAH21, that's Y-E-A-H-2-1, Simply use the code YAH21 at checkout at Covercraft.com. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance, that's how I now protect my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my Orange Crush. Are you insuring your classic vehicles on your regular daily driver auto policy? Then your special vehicles are at risk. Your regular auto insurance carrier won't tell you how much you'll get until after a claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With a agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. If you're driving your collector car less than 5,000 miles a year, do what I did. Call American Collectors Insurance and get your very own agreed value policy tailored to your specific vehicle. If you're like me, you're picky about who works on your special ride. A great policy allows you to choose your repair shop of choice, and that means you'll know the job is done right. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did at American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Lynn, we're back. Now let's go a little deeper into the corner, something you're used to doing. And I'd love for you to share more with us about what you're doing with your life today. Being this is Women's Month, and I'm promoting women with 23 inspiring automotive enthusiasts back-to-back, it's a great way and a great thing to have you on the show to talk about the advocacy you do and how you promote women in the world. So what are you up to these days, other than being a grandma? Well, thanks, Mark. I mean, I, first of all, thank you and congratulate you for, you know, really stepping up and and promoting Women's History Month uh, for the most of the month. And you've been doing it a few years now. And I'm probably very also encouraged and delighted to see how many more automotive and motorsports oriented entities are doing that. Um, You know, Women's History Month has been going on for decades. And I remember talking about it back in the day. um, And everybody like, oh, okay. And it was like, you know, in one ear and out the other. So 
I think that to see the automotive industry and the motorsports community embrace Women's History Month has just given me great pleasure. You know, I just now feel like we've got that kind of visibility and support and awareness that helps. I mean, if people aren't aware of something, then they aren't paying any attention to it. They they don't really care about it. And so, you know, I've always felt in my activity as a, as a race car driver that being a woman was nothing different. I mean, it was like the car doesn't know the difference. And so you just get in it and you drive and, and you're really, in fact, one of the things I loved about it is you are accepted or, or, you know, validated by your lap times and your success on the track. And then, of course, you either are embraced by how you handle yourself off the track or not. And there are people that have been and there are people who have not been. So I've always carried that forward. But then as I got a little bit further in my career and realized that it was more than just how I felt about myself in the sport, it had a lot to do how other people were perceiving me. And particularly in the case that I was actually inspiring and motivating and representing something possible for other women and girls. And I was also educating or informing or whatever the word might be. I was a presence for the leaders of the sport and the other people in the sport to realize that not only were they there because they loved it and they, you know, meaning guys, um, but at the same time, they really recognized, well, you know, there are other people who love it that are not necessarily like them, you know, meaning in this case, females, but of course, other people of color and other diverse populations are now starting to really show up and and I think are being much more, it's a much more open society than people realize. I, I just think that a lot of people, you know, racing requires so much energy, so much focus, so much work that we are so heads down, busy doing our own thing that we're not always as much aware about what's happening around us than people think we are. And um, as long as you show up with your head down and you work hard and you have the passion, they're like, oh, great, welcome, and let's get on with the business. So, but now what I'm doing, because I've been out of the cockpit professionally for a, quite a while, is that I've been very now reactivated, remotivated, re-energized, because diversity has become now much more important to the world and much more important to our sport overall. And so now being a member of the ACUS board that you mentioned, uh, which are the leaders of the primary motorsports sanctioning bodies in the United States, and representing North America at when the FIA Women in Motorsports Commission, which is about 10 years old, I now have what I call some horsepower behind me on this subject. And so I've now let everybody know that I've got, I'm not going to go into this again quietly. I mean, I, I worked on it for a couple of decades <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I kind of ran out of steam for a while because I was really, I felt like the Lone Ranger out there in the 90s and then into the 2000s. And and I just kind of ran out of steam where now I feel like it's no longer Lynn saying it's important. It's because the industry has now decided this is important. And they're fortunately looking to me to help sort of guide them through some of this. So that's what I'm working on. I've got different concepts and ideas about how to make a difference for women in motorsports, but more importantly, how women in motorsports can make a difference in motorsports. It can help the industry grow. It is the single largest potential growth factor uh, to, for motorsports as we come out of COVID. I mean, like who in the family are going to make decisions about what our family members are going to go to, where we're going to go and what we're going to do. It's the mothers, it's the women in the, in the households. And so we really need to be speaking to them and we need to have people like them speaking to them and um, so that they can feel welcome and they can understand that, yeah, this is, this board is just as open to them as it is, you know, to anybody else. 
Oh, absolutely. And when you think about one of the most challenging things with racing, and, and as you know, I've had hundreds of racers on this show, both men and women, is money, the cost of racing, and the importance of sponsorship. And when you think about just pure business, who makes most of the buying decisions in homes around the country? By far, all the studies show women make a larger percentage of those buying decisions than men. There you go. Now you've got this whole other market. I know when I had you on the show before, you talked about seeking a whole other group of sponsors that had never thought about sponsoring cars because you were a woman. Oh, now we have some opportunity here. So there you go. I think it's absolutely spectacular. And when I did this first time, I had such a great outpouring of response of people going, this is really cool. But I have to tell you, when I started, my worry was, am I going to find enough women to do this? <laughs> and and when I first did it, it was a bit of a challenge. I, I was I was having a, a hard time. Now, this year, uh, I sent out, I believe, for 23 spots, 30 invitations. I easily have twice as many people wanting to be on the show. So I'll run over <laughs> with women right. but from the, from the month of March, but that's okay. I've always had women on the show. You should have women integrated throughout, but it's just a matter of focusing on it. And not only that, when you said you may have had a hard time, it isn't because they weren't there. It was because we didn't know where they were. Right. Yeah. So part of that is is the fact that, you know, women just were doing, as I said, they had their head down. They were doing their work. Yep. But I saw you like you had Lisa Boggs on coming on this month. And yeah. I mean, Lisa's been in that position and, a, you know, a very powerful position within, you know, Bridgestone, Firestone and, and IndyCar Racing. For a long time. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not like so it's not like we're just showing up. It's just the fact that people are starting to look for us now and and care about us and want to hear what we have to say. And what and then they're like surprised because you know what? They are as passionate, if not more so, and they are as knowledgeable, if not more so than anybody else in the sport. So absolutely. I've had a great response from people. I love integrating women into my show. They bring a whole nother perspective to everything. And I get great feedback from both men and women uh, when I do that. So I'm really, really happy and proud to be a little part of this launch of this exposure for women in motorsports and in the uh, automotive sector. I would love for you to talk about a driving inspiration, a key mentor for you, someone you are such a mentor for so many people, but I would assume you have had a mentor in your life, probably many, but maybe one you'd like to pick out somebody who's been extremely influential and helpful for you? Well, you're right. I've had many. Most of them didn't know they were mentoring me while they were mentoring me because <laughs> I'm such a, an observer of human nature and of, uh, particularly of people who are successful. But really, I would have to say that almost, again, not someone that directly mentored me, but by just who they are and what they do, it was a huge inspiration in mentoring me, and that was Billie Jean King. Mm. I mean, seriously, when she beat Bobby Riggs in 1973, I remember watching that on TV, and I remember going, wow, you know, that is amazing. And I don't remember, but I truly think subconsciously there was something that, that inspired me to go, if she did that, I think I can try to be a race car driver. I mean, because I started racing in 1974, a year later. So, and then... Fast forward a number of, well, not actually a number of decades, but a decade later in the 80s, I actually got to meet Billie Jean through the Women's Sports Foundation, which she founded. Mm -hmm. And then I not only got to meet her, I got to interact with her throughout the 80s and the 90s. And then in 2000, oh God, I think it was 2011, I actually had her, I invited her to come to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and be the honorary starter on one of the qualifying days. Oh, cool. And that particular year, there were three women, 
attempting to qualify, Danica, Sarah, and Milka. Mm. And so, you know, Billy has been an inst- integral part of my of my life in my process, in my mental processing, you know, and, and Billy would say things like to all of us, when we would get together annually in New York with the, the Women's Sports Foundation, she would tell, she was mentoring all of us athletes and saying, you are, you are, the, you're most powerful while you're still competing. And so, you know, I, I just started to take on responsibility and take on a different, instead of it just being about me, my point of view really started to widen open you know, widen out and, and open up to realize that, you know, I had a an opportunity to do something beyond just for myself. And and Billy's intensity and her commitment to, to equality and to the world being a better place. I mean, she just, I've had dinner with her when she pounds on the table when you just start talking to her. Because <laughs> Pretty so, passionate. Yeah, yeah. She's so intense. But that's, you know, that's just, I mean, she's just been a powerful presence in my life. So fortunate. How would you advise other women who are seeking to get into, let's say, racing? We'll we'll, we'll focus in on that because you were kind of involved in that for a while, right? Yes, I yeah. recall. Yeah, uh, I'm te- I'm teasing, of course. How would you advise other women who are seeking to get into racing? Well, I mean, first of all, you have to learn. You know, learn the sport, understand the various you know aspects, the categories. Go kart racing, quarter midget racing. I mean, wherever you live in, the, whatever part of the country you live in, find out what's available, what's out there. You know, and of course now it's so easy to do research. You Google it, and you know it I all know. comes up. Where back in my day, you know, it was hard to find. <laughs> but the other is that you know really create, and I, this isn't just for racing. I, for any person who has aspirations to get from where they are to someplace else, is to create your own personal board of directors. Have your own individual people that you trust, that you have developed a trusting uh, relationship with, who you know that they have your best interest, you know, at, in, at top of mind, and that have a variety of expertise, accounting, you know, financial, business, medical, you know, health related, personal relationships, whatever, just to have a variety, not a huge number, but have a, a handful of people that that you communicate with on a regular basis, that they know what your goals are and that they are always there to advise you because you're going to come on stumbling blocks. You're going to come on challenges that you just are not prepared for and that you have are requiring you to make a decision. And I've always told everybody in motorsports particularly um, is the hardest decision you're ever going to make in racing is to turn a deal down, is to say no, because every you know everybody wants a deal. Everybody wants to figure out how they can race. And there are bad deals out there, just as there are in business. But in racing, you're, there, there are so few deals that you end up getting presented or, or that you're able to finally get into a situation to have. And the hardest one is to turn one down because it's a bad deal. It's the wrong deal. And so if you don't have anybody to advise you to keep, you know, to keep you sane, to keep you balanced, you could waste some opportunities, I think. And so it's have your own personal board of directors and, you know, and do as much research and understand the, the landscape of the sport as much as just how to get yourself in a race car. It's brilliant. Brilliant advice. There's a great quote I've always loved by Jim Rohn. He's a a professional motivational speaker. And he said, you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. And it always reminds me back to my mom saying, be careful who you pick as your friends, which is just typical great mom advice, right? But it works when you're an adult as well. Uh, Surround yourself with professionals. Really, really important advice you just dropped. Well, or quality, quality people. Yeah. Quality Mm -hmm. people. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about 
get back to what you're doing today. What's your favorite thing about what you're doing in your life today, other than being a Bama? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's the fact that, as I just sort of said earlier, is that the industry has now reached out to me to say, help us figure this out, as opposed to me being the driving force in trying to get the industry to recognize the importance of women and and that they not only need to know how important it is, but that they need to support them in some way, shape, or form. I, I, as I said, I felt like the Lone Ranger out there. And even though I had, had people say, oh, Lynn, that's great. They pat me on the back, tell me what a great job I'm doing. But nobody was showing up to actually activate something and participate, to not just what I was doing, but do their own thing. And so I feel that the, things have changed. And for the first time, and this has really happened within the last year, I mean, literally within the last half a year, is that now I'm being asked to join and then to help facilitate and help help move the ball forward. And I'm most excited about that. I can't tell you how excited I am about that. Yeah, I really have seen in the in the automotive sector, motorsports sector as promoting women. And like you said, I'm seeing more and more of it. So I just kind of smile and go, okay, this is a good path that we're on here. Yeah, and it isn't just promoting because it's it's you know we do have to promote because we if you don't if you I've always said if you can't see it you can't be it so if you want to if you want more new young blood and talent to come in we have to have role models demonstrators of success that's the other thing is that it's got to be about the successful women so that the young females looking at it go I want to do that if it's all about how hard the work is and how they are not getting good opportunities. They're not getting the right deals. They're not getting, you know, full rides. They're not getting what's if it's everything about what they're not getting. I dealt with so many young girls back in the in the 90s and 2000s that looked at me and say, why would I want to work that hard and give up everything else to have some to, to pursue something that I am really loving and I love to do if I have no chance to be successful? Mm. If if the if the women who were doing it now can't be successful, then how am I going to be successful? And I can't. It was a hard one to answer, you no know. Kidding. So yeah. So I think it's it's not just promoting, but it's it's actually demonstrating the successes and then really supporting with opportunities and with the support behind those opportunities, so that more women are successful. That's what's going to change the. It changes the the message. It changes the the dialogue. Very cool. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. I'm going to touch on a big challenge question which, with you, so keep your seatbelt on. We'll be right back. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is Tech Force Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. Tech Force helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. Crash jewelry is handmade from the metal of luxury cars while preserving the original factory paint. Founder Christy Shimfke came up with the idea when she moved her jewelry studio into her husband's Los Angeles auto body shop. 
After watching beautiful Porsche ultraviolet fenders and Ferrari Rosso Corsa hoods head to the scrapyard, she developed her own unique upcycling process of cutting, bending, and sanding the metal into unique, wearable pieces of beautiful automotive art. For Women's History Month here on Cars Yeah!, Crash Jewelry is giving away a special Ferrari Art Deco cuff. The cuff includes an empowering message engraved inside. Enter to win today by subscribing at CrashJewelry.com. Plus, Christy is offering Cars yeah listeners 10% off in March when you use the code Cars yeah at checkout. That's CrashJewelry.com and use the code Cars yeah today. And don't forget to follow Christy on Instagram at CrashJewelry. So, Lynn, when you've been on the show before, we've talked about challenges, being in the racing industry, fraught with challenges every week, every day, every moment, every race. Let's bring it all forward, perhaps. We can tie it into what you're doing in your life now. Has there been a big obstacle? And we've talked a little bit about that, about you're making progress. You see things moving ahead just pretty rapidly here. But is there one big thing that's happened to you you can share that's really been a bit of a challenge, even a big failure? And, and if so... How did that lesson learned help you move forward with what you're trying to do? Well, I, I really think back for a long time. It, it's a similar challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may have a different take on a different uh, life, but it's the same challenge, which is trying to convince people to see my vision, mm. whether it was Jack Roush Ford Motor Company, the, Michael Cranipus, who was the head of Ford Racing at the time, selling sponsorships sometimes. You know, it's you have a clear vision of what's of what you can do and and what's important for you, but also for them. It, you know, I've always said it's not about you; it's about what you can do for them. Right. It's what I could do for Ford. It's what I could do for Jack Roush. It's what I could do for J.C. Penney. It's what I could do for the sponsors that I did finally get and trying to convince them. <laughs> Of what my vision was, of what I know was possible. You know, it was like, and of course, then as I move forward, it was about what we should be doing for women in racing. So trying to get people to see my vision, not that I'm so brilliant and not that my vision is the only vision, but it was the one that I was there to talk about. Right. And so I think that is the the biggest challenge I've always had. And, you know, even my crew members trying to convince them that, you know, I can be as fast as Scott Pruitt if you give me the right setup and the equipment and we work together and figure it out. So it's always that sort of working relationship that you have to develop with the people around you and get them on board. So how do we do that? Okay, well, I used to feel I needed a bigger hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes that doesn't work so well. (laughs) Pound on the table and you will convince them. Right. And, and I, I had some coaching on that. And, and, and in reality, what I had to do, and this will come later, actually, I think, in one of my pieces of advice, which is I had to learn to listen. Mm. I had to learn to listen where they were at. And I had to maybe start to really understand more their point of view about, you know, that way I understood where the hurdles might be or where the blocks might be, the blind spots might be, whatever. So I had to learn to not be where it was all on my shoulders to sell them and convince them what my vision was, it was I needed to listen better and try to learn more about where they were, where their point of view and where they were coming from. And that's hard to do sometimes. Boy, is it. My listeners have heard this before. Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Wonderful book that was given to me decades ago. And one of them, 
My favorite one is number five. I paraphrase. First listen to understand, then speak to be understood. And what you just shared is exactly that. Uh, I find the same thing with myself, trying to find sponsors. Instead of just, do you want to be a sponsor? Uh, Better question, better listening. What are you trying to do with your business? What are your goals? And then figure out how can I help them achieve their goals? You're right. It's not about you. It's about them, especially when they are writing a check, right? Well, or they are the ones, yeah, that can make something happen. Right, exactly. Ah, more golden nuggets from Lynn today. I love it. Now that uh, means I'm carrying around a bucket full of golden nuggets, which takes me to my bucket list question. You've accomplished so much with your life, but I know you. We've become friends. I know that your bucket list, your bucket's never ending. There's no bottom to that bucket. Not that everything falls through, but just you keep adding things. So what do you still want to accomplish in your life and in your business? You know, I don't have a bucket list. I mean, I am about being the best I can be every day. Mm -hmm. And now that I have these new opportunities that have come back to me, I'm going to say, and new opportunities like becoming a grandma, that I didn't have that on the bucket list. I yeah. mean, yet and yet, so some of the best gifts in my life have been those things I didn't have on a bucket list. I mean, I have goals when I was racing. You know, at first my goal was to be a race car driver, then, you know, to win and blah, 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 and, you know, get up to race at Le Mans. And, you know, I mean, I had distinctive goals, and I, I think my – I don't have those kind of clear-cut goals anymore, but I, what I do live is I want to be the best I can be every day, and I want to show up for every opportunity that I'm given and consider it a blessing and bring my best to that. You know, I just have some blessings that have shown up, and, and yeah. so I'm just trying to make the best of those and manage my life around those. And you know, I don't have as many years left as I did yeah there's a realization we come to yeah that's changed my perspective a lot yes so but i don't have a bucket list mark i get it i get it 100 percent. you know my next question talks about giving back you've been giving back for so long and helping others in positive ways and i wanted to touch briefly on one way you're going to be giving back uh bill warner who of course runs amelia island has uh elected you as an honoree to be at his event now it got moved because of COVID. it's going to be in may coming up here but how do you see when you get invited to something like that, and it came unexpectedly, as you said, how do you see that as a positive way to give back when you attend that event and are a part of that event as the honoree? <laughs> I'll let you know after May. Oh, after <laughs> May? Okay. <laughs> take take notes and we'll have you back on as a, as a four-peater. <laughs> Bill Warner called me. I mean, I still never forget this because I think it was in July and Bill Warner called me. Hey, Lynn, how you doing? Hey, hey good to hear from you, Bill. What's up? You know, we talked. And then he goes, hey, I got a business proposition for you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm always up for a good business proposition. He said, we'd like you to be the honoree at Amelia Island next year. Dead silent. I was shocked. And, you know, I'm not often speechless. (laughs) And I mean, a long silence. And Bill finally popped in and he goes, does that mean you need to think about it? (laughs) I said, no, Bill. I said, I don't. Are you sure you want to do this? (laughs) Oh, come on. No, seriously. I mean. These people, this will be the 26th year. I've looked, I haven't gone to 25 of them, but I have looked at the program and seen who those other previous 25 have been, and they're all my heroes, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I was stunned. And so, 
you know, I'm, and I just found out he's got 11. He's been able to assemble with different owners, 11 of the cars that I've raced. No way. Whoa. I am like blown away, you know, cause I go to these vintage races and they're never my cars. But what I found out is a lot of them are my cars, but they don't have my livery on them. And so what he's done is gone to these owners and they're willing to put it back to the livery of, you know, when I raced them. Oh my so gosh. Wow. I, I feel, I don't know what kind of impact this is going to have on others, but I can tell you, I am blown away. <laughs> I think when we see you on the lawn, your feet won't be touching the blades of glass. <laughs> you got, it'll be like, really, what, at Indy, I said I've never, that my, my rookie year at Indy, I felt like my feet never touched the ground. Yeah. I'm sure, that's kind of how I'm going to be at Amelia. Well, again, congratulations for very well-deserved accolades for that event. Can't wait to see you there. Now, I always ask my guests about a greatest high point, something you're most proud of. You've done so many things. Is it possible to maybe, at least today, pick out one that really stands out in your mind today? You know, I, I can't. I can't put, you know, running Indy and winning Rick of the Year over Lamar, over, you know, those those highlights, those incredible highlights. My first victory, you know, what, what, the Rick at Watkins Glen. I mean, I can't pick the, out of any of those the one that is so much more important than the other because every one of them has such a special meaning to me. And every one of them, <laughs> every one of them, I, in my mind, it was like, it isn't going to get any better than this. This is it, kid. This is, and, and yet then there was the next and then wow. there was the next, you know? So, so cool. yeah. So I really can't, um, I, I just feel incredibly blessed. And, um, you know, the, the thing I'm most proud of is, is the long history that I've had and that I'm fortunate that I, you know, I'm walking pretty good, not great yet, but you know, that I'm, I'm able to get around and had survived, not just physically, but also, you know, um, business-wise and and in that, it's a, it's a tough business. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And for those of you that may not know, and we'll touch on this real briefly, but you had a bit of a shunt not too long ago that you're still recovering from, right? Yeah, that, that one has been a, was a little harder than I realized to, to recover from. But I mean, the physical and also then just the, you know, the business of the sport, it's really hard to sustain a career and, um, and, and post- you know, not only in the cockpit, but then post-op cockpit. So probably that's something that I'm really the most proud of. Well, you've done it. There are very few people in my mind that have done it really well, and you're one of them. So bravo. We'll be back Thanks. in just a minute. You're welcome. We'll be back in just a minute. I want to talk about what I call a new part of the show, the ultimate drive. So sit tight. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. And don't forget, if you go to LinkageMag.com and use the code CARSYEAH, you'll get $10 off your subscription. So do it today. LinkageMag.com. Hey, fellow inspiring automotive enthusiasts, did you know if you subscribe at carsdad.com, I'll send you my free filler-up book 
It's an ebook filled with fuel, filler fun, and inspirational quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get a weekly wrap-up email from me every Friday, and your name will be in the hat for one of the many free giveaways here at Cars Yeah. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button, and boom, you're in the club. And don't forget to subscribe to Cars Yeah on your mobile podcast app, and you'll get the Cars Yeah show delivered right to your mobile device every day, absolutely free. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, that's what we're all about. Here at Cars, yeah. Thanks for listening. So, Lynn, if I could wave my magic wand and I could arrange for you to go on the ultimate drive. Now, this is with somebody that is important to you. It could be somebody living or deceased. I want to know who that person is. What kind of vehicle are you going to be in? Who's going to be driving? And perhaps what would you ask that person or talk about? Well, there's actually two. It would be hard to pull one over the other, but, and the first would be um, Bertha Benz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she definitely would be driving. Um, and I, I mean, I just would love to have been actually like a little mouse in her pocket, you know, or under her skirt somewhere because they had so many <laughs> different, you know, things they wore. But just to have been there um, and experience that with her. Um, and, and then just, I, I'm not sure what I would ask her. I'm not sure that I'd ask her anything. I think I would just want to be this observer, you know. Right. You know, the other would be Ali Nice, uh, and that would definitely be in a Bugatti. And, um, and I would definitely want her driving, and I, I would want to, you know, to take a fast lap. Mm-hmm. You know, in the name of the track that I never can pronounce, Montelay or in, in France. or <laughs> Yeah, don't ask me. My high school French is long gone. <laughs> it's like M-O-N-T-H-L-E. I can't, you know, it's got too many. But anyway, I would love to just take a lap with her and and watch her and, again, kind of almost transform myself into her. Um, and then, you know, with her, because of her storied career, I would have loved to have asked her just, you know, where did she get the gumption to to do all the things she did not just drive race cars but but i think those are two i mean i'm very much more interested now in, in the history belong the long history before you know before truly Muldowney, before all the people that i already knew were racing and mm-hmm. the, with the women and i'm most fascinated by the fact that a there were so many and b their their stories and their personalities and were so varied and so interesting and amazing that that those are two that I would have loved to have just uh, been in the passenger seat. And there aren't many people I would want to even be in the passenger seat with. So. <laughs> I was going to say, probably <laughs> probably not. You know, Bertha Ben's story, when I learned that, was amazing to me. And I don't think a lot of people know that the first motor vehicle drive, long drive, ever taken on this planet was by a woman. And that was Carl Ben's wife, Bertha, who was actually his business partner, too, which, as I investigated this more, she did a lot for his business. She was instrumental in helping with designing the brakes for that vehicle. She actually helped sell the first vehicles that he sold as he started his business. And she went on that little, I believe it was about 111-mile drive, I believe with her son or sons, and had to make the first fuel stop which was kind of tough considering there were no roads and no fuel stations. So, but she figured it out. She fixed the car along the way. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating history. So, boy, you picked the right two ladies to go with. Now, is there a book that you've read perhaps recently that you'd like to share with our listeners that you learned a lot from or you enjoyed? Well, I'm rereading Go Like Hell. Okay, yeah. A.J. Bame. I'd read it before and I had all these markers. I mark every, every book I read, but... 
I'm rereading that and I'm like, particularly, you know, I'd read that a long time ago before the Ford versus Ferrari film came out and before the Carol Shelby story came out and before I got to spend so much time with Peter Brock in the last few years, you know, when we did the museum exhibit here at the Phoenix Art Museum. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of read that a long time ago and as often happens, you put it on the shelf and, you know, it kind of goes into the way back in the memory bank. And then, you know, all of this over the last few years with all of the resurgence of of Ford winning Le Mans again and the GT40 and the G, you know, all of that. Then I, I just, I, I picked it up and started reading it again. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's just so much meat in that. And he, yeah. he, he really did a beautiful job of writing. So, so that is one that I literally am rereading as we speak. And, you know, there's some other cool books. Um, I actually, I met with this young fellow, he's like 26 years old who feels that his generation doesn't, understand the world right now and did I have some advice for him it was really a very bizarre but interesting conversation and uh, and I told him about the book the monk who sold his Ferrari oh, I love that book yeah and, yeah and by Robin Sharma so he's like oh I never heard of that and then he, I just read another one of his it's called the secret Ferrari I think yep. the secret something yep. and so he he read that and he's emailed me back and thanked me very much. And then, you know, I mentioned Billie Jean King earlier and one of my favorites that's on my bookshelf is her book called Pressure is a Privilege. And it's not a very long book, but it's full of uh, very good lessons, life lessons. And, uh, you know, the minute we start complaining about the pressure of anything, you know, the pre- that, that comes with success or comes with hard work or comes with challenges is that pressure is a privilege. I love it. Great books. A.J. Bain has been a guest on the show. He talked extensively about his book. You can find his show on the Karja website. He's been on the show actually twice now. He came back with another book that he had done. And The Arsenal of Democracy is another great book that he wrote. Oh, Yeah, spectacular. That Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, I read that on a trip with my family decades ago to Hawaii. I always, when we used to go on family trips, I'd sit by the beach and read books. I never had time when I was back working. And I love that book. And they got that second book by him. And uh, yeah, they were a bit mind bending and life changing in the way they think about it. And I've not read Billie Jean's book. I have to get that pressure is a privilege. What a wonderful way to think about the importance of being pushed. Uh, yeah. If you're not doing anything, there's probably no pressure. <laughs> yeah, you're, right. If you're trying to make something happen, you're going to have some pressure and you have to remember That's a privilege. It is. I love that play on words, but it's so, so important. Something I've learned after 1,774 <laughs> interviews with people here. Holy cow, talk about pressure. Trying trying to do five shows a week for almost seven years now. That's a bit of pressure. You'll find all these links on Lynn's show notes page. You'll find the past two talks that I had with Lynn on the Karjow website too. So you can go back and listen to those at different times. One was, she was gracious to be my 341st guest way back in September of 2015. And then she returned in 1250. Guest 1259 when I did my first Women's Month in March. That was in 2019. Absolutely brilliant. Lynn, it's always a joy to talk to you. You always have so much to share. And I want to thank you for returning and being a really important part of Women's Month here on Cars. Yeah, before I let you go, is there one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might drop on us before you rip off into the sunset with uh, either Ellie or uh, Bertha? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think. We all are individuals. We we get caught into being categorized, which I warn all of you to be careful. You know, all women don't think the same about racing or about motorsports or about life. And just like all men don't and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I think we are all individuals. I really, really believe in the power of the individual. 
And so as an individual, I think it's our responsibility to to evaluate, self-evaluate ourselves as to what's important, um, what it is you want out of life, and what it is you can give back to life. And so, um, you know, take take stock um, as often as you really as often as you can or need to or as often just often right <laughs> um because the world is changing it's changing quickly and um and so but what what really matters is how you react to that how you how you function in that world that ever changing world so that means take stock you know so know who you are um know your values know what's important and know how you can make a difference and add a little pressure it's always a good thing, for sure. What are the many ways people can keep up with you, if that's even possible? Well, um, I wish I was more active on social media or understood how to be more effectively <laughs> active on social media. Um, I My website, lynnstjames.com, um, is the best way, because at least that's functionally you know, mine. Um, and I'm pretty delighted that racer.com has given me a platform now, and I'm doing some writing. Oh, and cool. so... Um, if you go to racer.com and I guess put in my name, you can, I've done about four columns that I'm going to do one every week on Women's History Month and, and continue, um, you know, continue writing. I'm, I'm enjoying that. The, the book was one thing. Yes. <laughs> that was, that's like, I mean, it's all hard. I have a lot more respect now for the media and the writers. Oh, yeah. But I have been, I also have been enjoyed doing it. And it's been nice that Racer's sort of given me that platform. Very cool. I'll make sure I put all these links on Lynn Shono's page so you can keep up with this lady and see what she is doing. Lynn, hey, thank you for spending some more time with me today. It's always fun to catch up with you. I want to thank you for sharing your amazing life and what you're up to these days. Again, congratulations on grandmaness, bominess, as we say. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road or perhaps at Amelia Island. How's that sound? Uh, that sounds great. Hopefully we'll see lots of people at Amelia Island. I hope so. Thank you so much. Thank you. Did you know that Cars yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.